The views and opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of WTVA, sister station WLOV, or parent company Heartland Media. Thanks for tuning in to WTVA's Let's Do It Again, a podcast looking to give a deserving couple one more chance at their wedding day and honeymoon. I'm Josh Ward. The process is simple. Listen to our couple's stories and pick your favorite one. Vote for them on WTVA.com and you're done. Check out the details of their fabulous prizes in the official rules posted on WTVA.com. Voting has begun and ends soon, so get in there and pick your favorite couple now. Our winning couple will be contacted and announced at the end of this contest. Here's our next couple, Chris and Megan. We met at our Ruby Tuesday that was used to be in Barnes Crossing Mall. It's no longer there. I was actually on leave at the time. My father was having surgery. And when I got back, the waiting staff was entirely new, including Megan, who wasn't there before I went on leave. As I returned, I noticed Megan the first day I'd came back, and she kind of seemed like a rebel with an adventurous spirit, you know, and I'm more of a conservative type guy, so I wasn't really drawn to her at first, but later on down the road, we ended up becoming friends, and we talked a lot at night, you know, for hours on end, just about general stuff in life, you know, what was going on at the time, problems we were having with other relationships or anything, and eventually we ended up starting dating ourselves, and uh, here we are nine years later, still married. Yeah, I couldn't stand him when I first met him. (laughs) Opposites attract, and I guess that is really true because my first thought was, who is this guy in here walking around like he owns the place? Because no one knew who he was at the time. And um, I don't know, I guess it was kind of magnetic. I was drawn to him. I couldn't, I don't know. He eventually won me over. I guess what (laughs) was lacked. Yeah, he is my, like, yin yin yang. He balances me out because he's level-headed, and I'm always the, I guess, free-spirited one, like, okay, let's do this on the whim, and he's like, no, we gotta, we gotta think about things. I guess it kind of starts after we started dating. We weren't together that long before, you know, our relationship kind of took a turn and became more serious, and um, we worked at Ruby Tuesday together for a long time until they closed down, and um, that's how when things really started to get tough is we both lost our job at the same time when they shut down. Before they closed down, we were just dating. So then we decided the day he proposed, we didn't, we kept it a secret. We didn't tell my family or his family because we knew they would say we were too young. So we were out of a job for about, I don't know, a good many months there where neither one of us could find work. We got married during that time. We didn't have much money at the time when we got married. So it was just you know, at the Lee County Courthouse, but it still felt, it was what we had at the time. It was what we could do. We had each other through those times. We um, ended up, we had stayed with friends for a while. We didn't have a place of our own. We ended up living in our car. We did a stint at the Salvation Army. Um, I got pregnant during that time towards the end of that, so we were expecting our first child, and we eventually worked our way back up to own our feet. We got an apartment, which we still live in today, the same apartment over on Main Street, and we had our son. That's when, um, I guess that's the toughest part, is when you expect a child, you're, you have all these dreams of what it's going to be like, and you think about doing Little League and watching them graduate high school, and it's so exciting. But then 16 months old, he was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum. He is nonverbal, and... Um, 
he may never talk. So that was, it's almost like, I'm sorry, it's almost like, um, you know, you have to grieve for the child that you'll never have because he may never be any of those things that you expect him to be, but that's okay. He's amazing in his own way, but that's our biggest struggle is just dealing with the things that come with autism. Now he's four. I mean, it's definitely, you know, life-changing. You never prepare for anything like that to happen, especially with your own child. You know, you see stories of it on the news all the time, you know, with the mentally impaired and everything, and you're just, you know, horrified by it. And then when you're actually having to live through it, you know, it's a totally different story. And, you know, I have to say at times it is really tough on a relationship, you know, especially, I mean, if you look at the statistics, I mean, everything, you know, is against us. You know, young couples, you know, the divorce rates, skyrocket especially you know with a couple with a mentally handicapped child so i think in that testament just alone that we've been together for 10 years is a you know a statement how strong our relationship is but as to dealing with a child with autism especially when it doesn't talk you know you have to exercise such great patience he doesn't communicate you know we have to develop a whole new communication system with him you know we've tried teaching him sign language which he's taken to some but not quite all and you know some days are better than others you know, but like I said, we're all still together and everything. But uh, it's definitely been a challenge for us. And, you know, like I said, it's nothing that you prepare for. But once yeah, it you comes, never think it could happen to you when you're... It's just something you never dream of. And then when it hits you... We stayed in denial for a long time. We mm-hmm. knew something wasn't quite right because he, he did everything early when he was a baby. He started walking at seven months. I mean, it was just wonderful, but then I just, the signs were there. He never would start talking. He, the few words like mama and dada that he did know, he lost. So um, I remember taking him to several doctors and then telling him, you know, I was overreacting, just give it a little time, but I knew, I just knew something was wrong. And um, when we finally got our diagnosis, it was, I went to the library and checked out every book. I could find, I went on the internet, researched everything. We tried gluten and dairy-free diets that promised, you know, to cure him, so to speak, even though there is no cure. And um, then we just had to learn to accept it. And But it's one good thing, I will say, if he wasn't autistic, we wouldn't get some of the great things that we get. He does some some of the things that are so funny and so cute, and he sees the world in a completely different light. But on a day-to-day type basis, I try to work with him as much as I can to get him prepared for school since he's going to be starting next year. Um, It took me, he can read, which is my greatest accomplishment in the world as I taught my son to read. It took me six months to even get him interested in looking at letters um, just every day, having to sit there and him be off in a corner doing his own thing. And um, finally, I got him to pay attention to them. After about a year, I got him to where he could read his first word, and then now he can read just about anything. He understands everything. We say even though he can't communicate with us physically, he does a few signs, which took a long time to get him to get those signs, but um, repetition was key. We had to keep everything on a routine. I know I said a little bit about my essay to enter about finding a babysitter. It's not like with a normal functioning child. We can't just hire somebody. He has to meet them, and they have to grow accustomed to him, and he has to grow, get to know, get to know them, and then um, they have to learn to understand what he points or his different cries or sounds mean. And um, 
So basically, we're just the duo that <laughs> we well, does everything. Luck, <laughs> luckily for us, I do have some family that lives around he here does. that helps out with us. So with me working overnight and Megan being a full-time student, and me as well also taking online classes, majoring in accounting, um, we do get some help from them from time to time. So we are still able to have a date night every once in a blue moon, you know, whenever the <laughs> schedules can year. align. <laughs> yeah, get that one night, you know, to have some free time when people first start dating, you know, to, to see what's on the surface. But once, you know, you decide to start getting into a marriage, you have to think, you know, don't just jump into it for all the wrong reasons like, oh, she's pregnant, we need to go ahead and get married or, you know, just for whatever reason it may be. But um, for me and Megan, I would have to say that, you know, it's getting to know and understand that person on a deeper level, you know, understanding their problems, being able to talk to them. It's just, you have to basically see it as like a business relationship almost. Like, is this a person that I'm going to be able to entrust, you know, the rest of my life with everything? And you have to view it like that. And I think that's what a lot of younger people, to, and especially, you know, millennials today going through, that's why the divorce rate is the way it is, is. I don't think they really just put themselves in that position to see, you know, is this a person that I'm going to be able to trust or spend all my time with for the rest of my life? Because everything can be great for the first few years, but then when you're actually hit with something, you know, like that we're going through with autism or, you know, any other thing, any other kind of tragedy that can happen, you know, you have to have a person that you're going to be able to stand through there like your family, pretty much, if you're going to be able to make a marriage last. And I, I, always, I always said, um, I looked at my grandparents like they had the perfect marriage that um, they were my role models. It was just always the little things, like um, he would a slight <clears throat> graze over his shoulder. He looked at her like she moved the earth. And I always said I wanted someone who would look at me like that one day. And I know that's like a fairy tale, that things aren't always going to be that great all the time. But the fact, I mean, I, there's been times when I didn't think we were going to make it, to be honest, when things get rough and you're down on your luck and you're arguing. But the fact that he's there with me doesn't run. I mean, it's easy to run nowadays, you know, take the easy way out. But he's there by my side no matter what it is. And that's, and I still get that look, you know, when I look at him. I just feel like I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. Well, I mean, to me personally, it would definitely mean the world because, you know, pretty much for most of my life I've lived paycheck to paycheck and I've not really ever had too much savings saved up. So, for me personally, in order to have that opportunity to give a, you know, a once in a lifetime trip, you know, to a girl like Megan, who I've, you know, loved for the past decade, you know, so much, I would love to be able to have that opportunity because I would be afraid that my biggest regret would be that I would never be able to have that opportunity financially, you know, to provide that for, even though I know in her heart, you know, that doesn't matter, you know, our love would remain the same no matter what. But like I said, it would be just totally awesome to, you know, be able to give that to her. That's all I love you. <laughs> See, things like that. Just that he, I mean, I don't know that I deserve it. I feel like, I already feel like I have so much to be thankful for with my family, my amazing son and him, just that he's there with me. And I know there's a lot of people that have probably went through just as many obstacles as we have. But just to hear him say things like that makes it all worth it to see him be here doing it. Because, see, that's something I didn't know. I didn't know that he viewed me in that light, like, that I was deserving of something like that. That's, that's very nice. <laughs> Think this couple has what it takes to do it again? Make your vote count. Go to WTVA.com right now 
and vote for your favorite couple. Again, check out all the details of what they will win on our official rules posted on WTVA.com. Go ahead, vote now. I'm Josh Ward. Let's do this again next time on Let's Do It Again.